I can hear you. Blog Talk Radio. Usually some combination of these. The kid had the headphones or something. Maybe the headphones. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host. <laughs> what? You're going to hear me doing this. Yeah, you bang on minutes. the headphones. No, That'll work. Right. Uh, I am, Yeah, I'll start over. Hello. No. I'm, <laughs> now you're going to bang the mic. No, I'm no, your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. Who's having some headphone difficulties yeah. and banging his mic Something. around. Ah, well. You can Which is me. big fun. Yeah. This week we're uh, going to be reviewing the family. Yeah, and uh, you know, not really anything going on. We had a a strange kind of cricket noise with emails last week. Nobody, I kind of nobody, thought we nobody were cared yeah. about last week's review, <laughs> which I thought was interesting, and uh, nobody cared about anything that was coming up. We didn't even get any go see Insidious because I really, right. we really want, want you to. Yeah. yeah, that didn't even happen. That but, didn't even happen. Uh, you, if you go to areyouscreening.com, you can find out how to email us very easily. You can email uh, markiesman at areyouscreening.com or just go to areyouscreening.com and click on links and do it that way, which is easier and more fun anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, really, it's, it's, it? it's more fun that way. Um, but... Other than that, yeah, no, no questions or anything, and and actually not a whole lot to deal with right now. It's it's that time of year, really, where it's the summer's over. Nobody cares about any movies. There's nothing good to see. Sorry. Um, even next week, there's uh, I think we're doing Prisoners, which actually looks pretty cool. Uh, I was going to say, but other gonna, than that, you know, it's not yeah. like there's no big right, great, even for like weeks and weeks. There's nothing. It's kind of like though there's Even though there's like. Uh, I don't know. Rush is coming out, which is yeah. Ron Howard's yeah. really weird attempt to see if he can find a niche that no one's interested in. Right. I don't know. I don't know That's what that movie film. is about. I, I like I like Ron Howard. I like the cast. I like all the stuff. I I, I think it's, about I think it's, I think it's really funny that it's not only Formula One racing. It's like this one specific yeah. pair of guys right. who, according to the official synopsis of the movie, had this. You know, one of the greatest rivalries in sports, right. which, which you know is not actually possible just by definition. <laughs> right. There, there is say, no such thing. If you as... say Yankees, Red Sox, someone's like, yeah, I get it, or right. you know, Ali and Foreman. Okay, whatever. Right. You know? But if you're like these two guys, these like, two Who? Formula One like, racers, I don't know anything about right? That. Uh, Nicky Lauda and uh, you know, I can't even remember the other guy's name you because uh, Nicky Quieter, the one know. that Hemsworth plays, right. or whoever. Thor. Yeah, um, I just think that show is so funny. Like, this is a movie that is made for Ron Howard and my dad, and <laughs> nobody else is going to watch it. Right? It, I mean, <laughs> people will watch it, but you know, not because they actually right. care. Oh, thank God! I, I'm like going, you know, how you're a really big Formula One racing fan? No, because right. you're, uh, <laughs> you're 80 not. and you're not listening to me. Right. So you, right. you're not. You are not. You're not part of this conversation. I don't know what he expects to get out of that, but anyway. I just think it's funny that it's like, you know what we need is to explore the lives <laughs> right. of a couple of Formula One racers from like the 70s or whatever. Right. Because right. It, that, that's really it. Because that well, is a hot topic. Every once in a while, one of these one of these films sneaks up on you and you're just like, holy crap, really? Like that was – and yeah. I don't mean like – I don't mean like Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights kind of stuff. I mean – just like sometimes you'll give you – not you, but sometimes you'll have the synopsis of a film and you're like a weird time period piece about what? Bicycle racing? Right, that nobody cares And it cares turns out about. to be something amazing like breaking away and I'm like, right. oh, man, I all right, I'm in. Right. If anybody can maybe do it, I'll concede See, maybe Ron Howard can the, do it. But, it's man, the same it's a idea. hard sell on me right now. It, it's the same idea in a certain way as like coming up with these movies like, you know, Secretariat. Right. But somebody knows what that's about. Or at least has some like kind of you know connection to the world. I guess right. I don't know. That was that was a bigger deal in a way that to, you know this isn't even like re- remember that great race or or some specific thing. It's just like these two guys, right? And their rivalry. That's who it. cares? Yeah. I mean, who who knew? I don't know. Maybe if you were, I, I'll call my dad later and. <laughs> 
go, so that was a big rivalry, right? And he'll go, yes, that was, right. I don't know. Right. It just seems like crazy. Well, it's almost like, remember the bootleg film we saw with Shia LaBeouf and, and, and uh, it's almost like saying, like, that's the kind of film you're going to get. Like, it's this big rivalry between families. And right, they, lawless. Law, like, yeah. And it's like the Hatfields, and, the, and I'm like, if it was the Hatfields and McCoys, that would be awesome. Right. I don't know these But guys. it's like, like some guy. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, because there was the book of the whole thing. And actually, that was a lot more interesting, at least whether you care about that family or whatever. They're kind of supposed to represent the, right. the, the whole picture the whole kind yeah. of thing. That could be any family then. Anyway, so we're totally babbling about this for no reason. But uh, the point <laughs> is, nothing good comes out for a while. So deal right. with that, right? <laughs> that was the point, yeah. Except uh, in a few weeks, you've got some stuff like Don John. I... I <laughs> I know that people will be yeah. interested enough just to go, it's what now? Right. And and they will right. like go see it and Scarlett Johansson's in it, so they'll go see it and right. they're you know right. and it's about something you know, it's crazy enough that people are gonna show up for that. Right. But even still it's you know, pretty small indie thing that yep. uh people at festivals liked and stuff like that, but it's there's still like no right. this is the big giant movie, you know, it's just the wrong time of year. That's just not until we we're out of summer now. Right. Nobody wants to watch movies. Everyone's busy with it's all getting back to their life and stuff. Work and, yeah. and uh, you know, to a certain extent, uh, I, I mean, as as you know, and as I'm sure everybody knows, I mean, uh, the movie studios own everything in the universe, right? right. And, uh, uh, you know, all the TV shows that come out, a large number of them are made by production companies that are owned by the same studios and whatever it is, right? right. However it turns out that it works, whether it's super, mm-hmm. you know, collusion, whatever it is. Right. But, you know, the movie studios have kind of agreed to back off of fall premiere TV, right? Yeah. So they don't go, I have this great, awesome thing. Here's when I'm going to release right. it, right? So <laughs> so we have to wait a little while until there's awesome movies. And what we have to do is make do with these little numbers like The Family. Right. Unless you are interested in going to see Insidious. Right. And then you're not listening to this show. Yeah. Anyway, we saw so we saw the family and we may not be jumping into it yet, but we saw the family Friday night and it was late and man, it was and packed. it was insidious it was, heaven. It was like double features. It was double showing features of insidious two right. on all these screens. And I was there it before was, you just a few right. minutes before you. And I remember texting you and I'm like, dude, it's like prom here. There's right. a line of cars of parents dropping their kids off how they bought them tickets and got back. Oh, and it was, you know. It happened to be like raining hard anyway, torrential downpours right. here. But still, that wasn't the limo service that all no, the parents. No, there, there was. And there when I walked in, I was like, "Man, this is crazy." I was, I was thinking when I walked in, you texted me that when I walked in, I was thinking, "Man, what must this be like?" You know, in L.A. or something <laughs> yeah, where it's right. like insanity. Right. And there's people dropping their kids off, and then the kids get out of the car, and you go, "Really? Yeah." They're like right. ten years old yeah. or whatever. I saw a ton of them. I'm like, like, I know, <laughs> I know they're not going, but. Did you? Well, it, it's not important. I was just curious about the box office for it because it looked like if Bangor, Maine was doing that well, Maine, yeah, Maine's I don't know. Chinese it theater it, probably it, had it, it the must door. be doing awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so as I said, right. you have to. Uh, this is the time of year where you have to hope that there's something to find, right. and you have to look at things that come out like the family, and say, I hope that's good, hope or else here. I right. just. Well, Stay it was, home. Because... It was this time last year. It was a little later than this last year. We saw Looper. Right. Know, there was a weird string that we right. saw that should have been summer films. Not that the family deserves a summer slot for its content, but right. And since the family is such an awesome movie that we need to talk about for a really long time, we should actually even get back to the summer. <sighs> right. Maybe just really quick. I hated this summer. Man, what a rough summer. I this mean, they were sucked. I really bad. I liked last summer better than this summer. Yeah, and that is insanity, yeah. right. right? there. Right. Last summer did nothing but disappoint me, except for like the two. Yeah, except for like wrong. the the two movies that that were decent, right. and maybe one other movie that was like kind of okay. Okay, right. But other than that, it was a myth. We, we saw a bunch of stuff like. Um, God, I can't even remember the name of it now. The uh, Johnny Depp thing that we hated. Dark Shadows. Uh, yeah, Dark Shadows. Even, I thought you were like, even the Lone things, Ranger? Even I mean, things like Dark Shadows, there. right? Yeah. When we saw that last year, that, that was kind of, for some reason, that like stands out for me as last summer's 
tentpole. That's yeah. like that movie is like the poster child for last summer, summer, right? Yeah. And we ended up really disliking that movie, but liking, you know, certain things about right. it and liking liking it a little bit. I at least had movies like that where I got like some fun out of stuff. Right. Exactly. And, and man, your, yeah. this this summer sucked. I don't know. <laughs> Send your emails to com <laughs> and tell me about how great the summer is. But boy, it's just like movie after movie after movie. All I could get was things that in a certain way were just like Dark Shadows, where right. you'd go along for a while liking it, and then all of a sudden it would drop off a cliff. And that was like, that's every movie we saw this right. year. Every, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It was, especially over the summer, and even for like a month or two before the summer right. officially started. There are times when we're seeing a film, and again, we don't we don't chatter too much during a film, but we talk before the film anyway and definitely after. But there are times where we both Make a concession, I don't, and not popcorn, but I mean, you're just like, okay, this movie's taken this corner, and it's not what I wanted, but okay, that was kind of fun. Right. Those moments are harder to come by, you know, especially this summer. I know, summer, but this summer so is things. horrible, and not only that, but here's how bad this summer is, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like thinking fairly fondly back of Getaway, going, right. that, that was not that the was worst not movie bad. I've ever seen now, right. or even this summer. <laughs> I at least had a little bit of fun at parts with that. Right. And, it, you know, if if Getaway is something that, <laughs> that you're That's liking your... about a summer, yeah. right? Anyway, so this summer sucks. But the family, um, so like I said, what, what <laughs> you, really what you have family. to hope for right, right. is that these little crazy numbers that are going to come out for the next few weeks... Right are going to be at least moderately worth watching, right? I mean, yeah. you have to go to the theater. Uh, like, I'm right. in a situation, I have to go to the theater. I don't mean me. I mean, right. you know, you have the a average, date, right. whatever. You right. don't want to see Insidious, maybe. And right. <laughs> uh, you've got to go to something. So what you need to hope for is these little tiny things like the family. Right. And and they may not look that good and you watch the trailer and you go you know Robert De Niro is apparently playing a mobster so you know right. that's right man that's wacky times right, right there what's right. he doing in that kind of a role yeah <laughs> and and then it's this whole thing and then it's it's Luke Besson Besson yeah. whatever his name is right right <laughs> and you're going uh so the taken and did I love that or did <laughs> I hate that or certain you know the other movies that he's He's made, and you're trying to fit him as a director in with a movie that you're hearing is about like a mob family that's right. in witness protection that apparently has a lot to do with their kids, and you're like watching the trailer going, right. okay, yeah, <laughs> and and it's these kind of little movies that are that are crazy that don't sell themselves, I think, very right. well to your average moviegoer right. that uh, if you want to see anything for the next few weeks, you got to hope to get something good out of this. And right. I think maybe this is actually the movie I to do it, it yeah. which is crazy because right. I thought this was going to really suck. I mean, when I was going <laughs> into this movie, not even because just be just on like kind of a really personal level, right? Not mm. because I thought everything was going to be horrible about it or I thought all of a sudden you know, De Niro was going to turn into a horrible actor right, or right. Tommy Lee Jones wasn't going to be able to do anything right. or or uh, even for, for as much as, you know, Luke Luke Besson is not exactly Shakespeare or anything. Right. I like a lot of his movies. I do too. And, and even like the first Taken, it, it's the same sort of thing. Like I went into that movie going, oh, hooray. Yeah. And yet it was pretty cool. Yeah. But at the same time, I just thought the the weird synopsis of this movie. I just thought, you know, this is just going to be right goofiness, and it is a little bit of goofiness. But yeah, I, I really liked it. So um, we're supposed to throw out our ratings uh, at yeah. the beginning, which we never do. We get better, but we're not uh, at it. Yeah, I don't know. Should we? We should just start off and say. Yeah. Before I even say who I am, I'm just going to say the family. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> right. Um. I, I'm really pretty much at like four stars. Yeah, I think. And I, uh, it, you know, some people might uh, take that in a strange way, especially since it's getting mixed reviews. It's it very really mixed is. now. At first, it was a little bit lower. Yep. If you looked at like Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes, 
right when it was coming out or the review, the critic reviews, you know, the the week leading up or things like that. If you if you only had those early on, it was even a little lower. Right. It was uh, about like 35 or 40 for a while, sort yep. of like that. And it's now getting to be where it's kind of even. It's kind of about 50-ish. Yeah, it's now. just under 50. At least Metacritic has it at 46. But it's one of those where... Critics are always are really in the middle, and the fans are very favorable. Right. Not n- there's not hundreds of fans, but all the fans that have seen it are but, all much better. But there are there also are, and you know, as everybody knows, the whole movie critic world is completely crazy at this point because right. of things to a certain extent like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and stuff like that. It, it's really hard to get a real feel right. of what's going on anymore. And it used to be that you had, uh, you know, Metacritic would happen before right. Metacritic existed, right? right? It still would sort of happen because like the big names, you you could get like the general feel right. of where the movie was. And now it's very hard because Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes, you know, people don't necessarily go, okay, but who are the ones that I need to know what their take on it is, right? right? And get some sort of general reaction from them. You just get like Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic, and then you know you don't know that it's like you right. know Bob from the yeah, San right. Diego Star or something <laughs> right. also counts in that, and uh, you know I, I don't know, but if you look at like Metacritic and stuff, uh, some pretty interesting people, as far as I'm concerned, right. are giving it pretty, pretty high rating, right. and their collective take on that is getting dragged down a lot by right. a lot of other people that <laughs> yeah. for me uh, are maybe not as interesting. Right. And if you read the their reviews, you know, they're they have some pretty interesting things to say about it. I didn't read I like read every it. review in the whole I'll read them later, universe or whatever, but yeah. there are some movie critics that I follow and I'm interested in and, yeah. and they liked it pretty well and I feel like you know, they are the movie critics that I follow for a reason, right? right. Because they don't say, I hated this movie. Right. And, yeah. Uh, you know, who knows what movie critics are all bastards. Like right. we are, right? <laughs> We're in the and club. It, anyway, Guess right. What? Hey, if you're in the club, then you could, yeah, you then can you can bash do it. Right. on it, right? Right. Um, but uh, I think what's weird is that this is such a strange movie that when you come out the other side of this movie, it's a little tricky to just yeah. say thumbs up. That, yeah. right. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, there's there's a lot of weird stuff going on. And not only that, but uh, as soon as we walked out of the theater, okay, well, hold on, because I said four stars. You have uh, right. So we should well, I would have. Well, it's funny. Get, I would not get too off. Yeah, track. I would. I mean, you hate these things, but it would be three and three quarters for me. Right. Like it was not quite right. four because there's a couple things that we'll hit on that were kind of weird and a little bit off. Right. But man, when it was on and it was fun and it was engaging and it was interesting, it was all of those things to me. Like I was having, right, right. I was having a lot of fun, and so much so, we'll get to a, uh, you know, we'll get to it also. But when we walked out, one of the first things you said was like, "Where's the problem with that?" Right. And I was like, "Exactly. Like that was that was really fun." And maybe, like what you said in the beginning, maybe we suffered a bit from really going in with low stuff because we didn't right. bash it when we went in, but we both had talked about it before, right. and I was like. I'm going to see it because I really love Robert De Niro and Tommy Lee Jones and Michelle Pfeiffer. And, you know, you don't really get that cast and wind up with a dud. Right. But I'm still not really positive about where my money would be on this. Right. And afterwards, maybe we were so happy that it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. But it still doesn't – that does not in any way take away from the fact that it's really strong in what it's doing most of the time. Right. And it's really fun. And and it – I don't know how it's going to get an for, audience though. It, not oh, because it's up against Insidious 2 or anything else. I mean, what? Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 is coming out and it's going to be it, able to do – It's going to be hard for this, this to get legs. Yeah. Because it's resting very hard – it, almost entirely on you know who Robert De Niro is. So guess what? He's one of these guys. Right. Like what you said. Oh, he's a he's a gang guy. Great. I'm I'm in. This this you is know. basically a movie that is ho- gonna hope to get some good reviews. Yeah. So that it can get like a good deal when it goes to HBO HB, or right. Netflix or yeah, something like exactly. that and get some money out of it. Yep. From the back end that way this or something is, because it just it doesn't have 
what it's going to need, I think, to get any sort of traction. It's very to well, really yeah. It's very well rounded in everything it needs to be great at, but it doesn't have one strength of like, man, this is going to knock you out, humor right. or scare. You know, it doesn't have that thing. But I, you know, if anyone was like, man, there's nothing at the theater, I'd be like, do you go see the family? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say it to absolutely everyone, but I would say it to a lot of the people I know, and I'd be like, don't for, don't just forget it. Go check it out, even if it's a matinee. You're right. gonna enjoy it. Right. So and and it's funny because uh, you know trying to think of how I guess the movie's going to make money although who cares but it has a very uh, for me anyway it really feels a lot like an indie movie it, in like yes. the best sense of the word yep. it's it's like uh, it's kind of the screenplay is really feels like an indie movie and it doesn't it, it's not an indie movie like it in the sense that it suffers in any way from not having the budget or something. No, it doesn't at all. Yeah. I actually do wish, I even said this when we walked out, I wish it had like a, like 10 more million dollars that it could have done with, with some stuff. But at the same time, you know, the script feels very indie and it's sort of like, there's lots of things going on where you had people right in the movie. Like, uh, it was, I can't remember the other guy's name, but it it was Luke Besson was one of the screenwriters right. and somebody else. Oh, right. And it was a lot like you could just see them knocking this out because they wanted to make it. <laughs> and they just made an indie-style movie and then accept that they got a good deal right. and, and actually could get big names and release it and stuff. But Michael it, Calio. It's weird. It just says Luke Besson and others. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because that's how important you Well, are. you know – well, go ahead. No, I I just was going to say that um, it, it's really uh, cool, the weird style that you get out of it, because yeah. it kind of has that feel to it. Like when there are, you know, there are a lot of scenes in this movie, um, you know, the main way that this stands out is that there are a lot of scenes in this movie that would be cut if it had a bigger budget, or that would be reworked Probably. if it had a bigger budget. There are a lot yeah. of things that happen, like even... Uh, there's a fir this first scene when um, – so the story is – I'll give you a little bit of the story anyway. There, as we know, it's about uh, Robert De Niro has snitched on the mob. Right. And he's in witness protection, and he's uh, you know, tr trying to – he's got FBI handlers who are trying to keep him safe or whatever. Right. And he's, he's in witness protection, and he's in France. And basically we're at the point where uh, his main – FBI handler is Tommy Lee Jones, yep. who is getting sick of having to relocate him right. because he keeps being, you know, quote, mobby. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody will cross everywhere, him. everywhere he yeah. goes. He's right. only got one way of handling things. And it's, and, not and it's, and it's not just him yeah. because his wife and his kids are both <laughs> They've learned being very a well. little too much in yeah. the family. Right. And so they cause problems wherever they go. Right. And <laughs> so we keep having to relocate them. And now we're at the beginning of one more relocation when they move to Normandy, <laughs> right? In uh, which is a small place, mm -hmm. um, and they, you know, so they move in this big house. And at, as they first move in, uh, De Niro's right away got to bury some bodies in the yard, which is cool. But um, right after that, there's a, there's a couple of scenes that are like right related to that where there's one where for a long time we just watched De Niro basically kind of wander around his house. Right. And he like goes and, you know, Tommy Lee Jones is like, don't go outside the house or don't open the gate and leave the gate. And right. and De Niro kind of wanders around like in his robe or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's just he opens the gate. He looks around. He's yeah. like, you said I can't go out the go out the gate. So I have to. <laughs> right. So he he wanders around, and then there's kind of the first scene when he and Tommy Lee Jones are talking, mm -hmm. and it, in some sense they're like the most boring scenes ever. Weird put on film, yeah. right? They're they're yeah. odd, and they're just kind of you know establishing the sort of connection these two have right. and their relationship and everything. But in a in a movie that had a bigger budget and had a bunch of people with a bunch of money involved <laughs> in the movie, yeah, you would have a lot of people saying, "Okay, make this different. This has to be different." And there's there's a lot of stuff that goes further on in the movie, especially where um, De Niro starts writing his memoirs. He finds this old typewriter in the house, and and there are a lot of scenes that are him writing. Right. 
mm-hmm. that those would just either not exist or they would be way different or yeah. we would kind of, you know, point at him writing for like 10 seconds. It would be like a montage of fading in and out of stuff and it, you right. would get the idea. It would be it very different right. and it's very mm-hmm. cool the way they are. Right. So, but that's, things like that are sort of how you get kind of the overall feel. Right. And, and and so moving on with the movie, basically what happens is, you know, it's just one more town, right? right. It's just the exact same Next thing stop, again. Yeah. Um, it, it, there's a very cool part there's a lot of very cool parts with the kids and they go to school and as soon as they go to school the first day, they like are scoping it out and they're like, okay, so, uh, Here's you know, weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. they walk into the school at first and they're like, oh, all right, this one looks not too bad. I mean, right. and they, and they basically start running the school and yeah. they do their mobness and, <laughs> and it's cool because, uh, the son you know, he basically gets beat up on purpose <laughs> right? Yeah. in order to facilitate, like, taking over the school. And it's all very, like, mob mentality. It's like, if you have two mobsters go to school, what would they what do? Would they, yeah. And, and that's it, almost, well, that's that, almost a movie or a show in itself. Like it high is, it mob, is kind right? of. there. There's a sense in which this movie is very uh, taken apart in its, yeah. In its effort to show you these different things, you've got De Niro's character and what he's doing, and then he starts writing the memoirs, and he's, you know, he's longing for being back <laughs> in the mob, really. Right. And then also he doesn't want to be, and right. and then he's got brown water, so he's got to <laughs> deal with the plumber. Right. And how does he deal with the plumber? And and Michelle Pfeiffer's his wife, and she goes to the store, and the French people are obnoxious to her. Right. So. Stereotypically so. so. Everyone's giving the Americans a runaround. Right, and, right. But it turns out these are not the Americans you want to give a runaround. So. <laughs> right. This is not your typical. Yeah. The actual. The actual. Everyone seems to have like a little bit of a of a mission. You know, right. in their in their in their characters arc. Nothing is more humorous than watching Robert De Niro try to solve why his chateau has just brown water. Right. And how everyone is like, oh, you have to, you know, you got to get used to it. Or you have to go talk to the mayor. And he's like, where's the mayor live? Right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, Who do I got? Point me in the right direction. And I'm going right. to fix my water. Right. And it's just, his is the and, most and ridiculous they, albatross to remove. And it's funny watching him take care of it. But it's awesome how um, the screenplay for as much as it's kind of crazy is actually really well put together. And you can tell that somebody who has a lot of experience work in screenplays put it together right because we're we're following the the trail of this whole brown water story <laughs> i love the brown water but you know dancing back and forth in between all the other stuff right. he's got to do to exist yep. plus he's got to write his memoirs right. it's really funny because it's... they're in witness protection but you can you can almost see him like looking at his daily calendar right. okay yeah. uh i'm gonna do this i gotta I'm go, go plant this bomb here right then I'm gonna these two hours I'm gonna start writing. Yeah. And then it's like he's got this whole God, he's so busy. He really you know, is. Like, he is. He all he's doing really is hiding. Yeah. And, and he doesn't have to, you know, make money or whatever, but man, he's busy. Even when <laughs> later in the movie he like sits down at his typewriter and you're going, God, take a break for a minute. Right, right. And and yet, no. And it's the same thing now the phone's right. Yeah, of course. Maybe it's a caller. It's a caller. That would all be right. cool. Um it's even got uh, what his kids are, you know, they go to school and you have to imagine that to some degree they do schoolwork somewhere. Right. And yet when do they do that? Because right. they're, they're exactly the same way. They got, right. they got schemes they're and plans the, yeah, and they're, they're running everything. And, yeah. But, and yet it's really cool. Right. Right. And, and as we go through other parts of the, various stories i mean then he goes to the mayor yeah then he's got to go to like whatever the the chemical fertilizer plant and start talking to that guy right. that and was then, funny. yeah and then back and forth and then his wife's gotta be tight and then we've got the uh the two guys who move in across the street who are the other fbi people who watch them and protect them and right they come into the Just picture then we're flashing back to days with the mob and everything, and yet there isn't a point where you're watching it going, okay, come on, that's, right. it's too much. Like, you know, a lot of other people would try to make this same movie, and what we would be saying now is the 
three or four different things that should just be cut out of it. Right. Instead of something that meshes together really well and, it's and like pulls what, you along. And it's like what you were saying about if there was a bigger budget, some things would be a little better. And they would probably mess up some stuff that's actually perfect the way it is. Right. Like, like the the Robert De Niro, Tommy Lee Jones stuff, again, not taking anything from Tommy Lee Jones, but in, in a bigger budgeted hand, it might seem more forced to be like, well, we got to sit them down like we did Pacino and De Niro and Heat. They've got to have this big, super dramatic right. moment of cameras. No, what they do is fine. Right. Like actually, what less is more here, and it and it shows almost always across the board. Right. And and not only that, but with that, with just them. Right. Uh, if this was a bigger budgeted movie, you know, Tommy Lee Jones would be a different kind of asshole, and right. and he's just exactly the, the right, right kind, kind now. Yeah. With this. Uh, you know, he's a basically a jerk FBI guy. Right. And what's what's interesting about that is so at one point, uh, you know, Robert De Niro is supposed to be laying low, but right. he doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Right. And and then they have the big barbecue to, uh, you know, get to know people in the town, I guess, because that's what normal people would do. That's what the family does. You know? That's what the family's all about. And uh, and then we get to a point where. Uh, he agrees to go to this movie thing because <laughs> That's his, his cover that he made up is that he's a writer. Right. <laughs> right. And now he's in like a tiny town. Right. And they're like, hey, an American writer. And they have like this movie club or something. <laughs> that was awesome. And, and so they invite him to be a guest speaker because, hey, look, you're a writer. And yeah. so come be a speaker about the movie we're going to watch. Right. And they're supposed to watch – this really old <laughs> uh, Sinatra, Dean Martin movie. Yep. And the wrong movie shows up, and it turns out to be Goodfellas. Goodfellas, which is awesome. Which which is talk really about a, awesome. Talk about metafiction it's, happening it's right It's awesome, but it's like crazy. That's, yeah, right. that's one of the times where it's a completely crazy, but it's gone so far past crazy that right. it's cool again. And right. there's another one in this movie – that some people are going to watch this movie and like leave right and just go that's the dumbest thing ever and I'm not watching the movie anymore <laughs> but uh it, and it it all boils down to uh you know you've got the big old guy kingpin of the mob who's in jail and you've got the <laughs> de niro's son tells a joke that he heard that old kingpin guy say right. and it's this very like specific thing and it ends up in the school paper and a copy of that paper <laughs> from his little school in normandy france right. ends up in the guy's cell right in prison <laughs> where, where he's in prison and we watch it get there and he just happens we to watch see, the little right. trip that it takes and he and he happens to care enough about the newspaper that and he happens to look at, it, at right. it you know for no reason there's an awful lot of really pointed right. hard and, contrived and moments, what it but. what it ends up and not everyone will see it this way right. but what right. it ends up is it ends up being so stupid yeah. and so ridiculous that you don't care anymore. Right. That it's okay. It, it, it goes that all the way like around. One, yeah, it right? found that boundary, and it was like we're going to go one more step, and that was the right decision. And and it's it's funny, <laughs> kind of, because what you need in this movie, it's funny because I feel like, and I, I even told you this already, I can just see them writing this. Yeah, and they're going, we have to have some. Excuse that they find them. Right, they got to be. We found. have to have a right. way. That, you know, we're we're looking in our. We've got uh, script writing for dummies here, and what it says is right. <laughs> throw something out. That's how they find out that they're there. Mm -hmm. And they're like, but I don't want to. They're like, we could do this, and it, right. yeah, but you know, that's stupid. And, mm -hmm. and and everything they could think of to do, they would go. The only way to do this is to make some contrived nonsense right. of how they would find them. Right. And they said, well, all right. How about that? Because <laughs> that it doesn't get any more than then that. If we, that if we have to make something be contrived nonsense, let's right. just go or, all or, the way. Or even the writing room where they're just like, that's good, but you've got to push it a little harder. Be like, that's right. Well, make it worse. That? Make you know? it <laughs> As strange as it sounds, you when you're watching the film, you know they've got to get caught. They've got to get outed because there's the danger, the right. climax, all the stuff. And you have all the bit players of all the other FBI guys who are keeping eyes on everything. So you want to get everybody involved. I just thought – once he outed himself as a writer and it became known in the village, you know, that 
Someone was going to take a picture of him, even though some he, kind of press. Gets, yeah, he gets on the front page like American writer vacationing here, and, and then, then it's on the internet or and whatever. And then it's there. Right. And then I thought, well, they got to move him, but before they can move him, they're going to come. And right. So anyway, but yeah, that that was way more legitimate right. so, than what I what really happened. <laughs> I know. Because so uh, back to why I'm telling that story in the first place is uh, he goes to to the movie thing, and and like I said. The fact that Goodfellas shows up. So they send the wrong movie. And mm-hmm. so, of course, accidentally, the movie that just happens to turn up is Goodfellas. Right. And then they start playing Goodfellas. And that in itself is the same kind of thing. It's right. so stupid and corny and cheesy that, oh, sure, it's Goodfellas is the movie that shows up. And and with Tommy Lee Jones, so Tommy Lee Jones doesn't want to do it anyway. At, at He's all. like, right. you can't go to that thing and be in public. You're supposed to be <laughs> right. hiding House out and everything, yeah. right? Right. And he's like, no, I'm doing it. And and so Tommy Lee Jones goes, okay, but he's going with him. Right. So he goes there to make sure he doesn't say the wrong things or draw the and wrong attention or whatever. And it's and, kind of done under the auspice so that he's made this guy's work for him really hard. Like he's had to relocate right, him all right. the time. And he's like, look, just let, let's try to be friends. Right. Let, so let's it's under the let's try to live somewhere just, for more than a month at a time. Right. <laughs> right. And he's kind of like, look, we're tied together, like it or not, for a while. Let's try to be friendly about it. And right. he begrudgingly is like, I sense a lot of bull crap in this, but I'm right. going to have to keep my eye on you anyway. So Right. And so – like I was saying, Tommy Lee Jones' character would probably be different with a bigger budget. Uh, yeah. And and one of the places where he is developed perfectly and is exactly the right kind of sort of a jerk, right? right. And there's right. The, there's this whole background thing when uh, he starts writing his memoirs and Tommy Lee Jones is going, you're going to write everything? Right. And we never get that. Uh, that never gets fully developed, right? That right. we find out what this big thing is, but we right. get the idea that if he told everything, <laughs> that, yeah. there would be some, you know, quote good guys who would be in a lot of trouble too, right? Right. right. And yeah. so he's so he's just the right kind of a jerk. That when we get to that point and they start, they're sitting there waiting for the movie, and he goes, "It's good, fellas," and they like start rolling it, and Tommy Jones is like, "We're out." Yeah, that was exactly what's going to happen. And 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 it doesn't work. And right. He's like, no, we're going to stay. But he like can deliver that part of the thing <laughs> so perfectly because he is exactly the character that yeah. he is, where he can just go, okay, <laughs> okay. now it's not happening. Right. <laughs> and right. and so it ends up it's it's actually hilarious. It all comes together with. You know the bad guys are showing up yeah. while he's at the thing, mm-hmm. and so he so they watch Goodfellas, <laughs> and and at the end of the movie they're like, okay, so come up and talk about it. And right. the guy, the guy asks him a question like sort of like the weirdest innocuous question like, so in New York, could you really <laughs> like see that guy just sitting on the street or something? Right. Which, you know, cause we're from Normandy, France and right. we, don't we don't really know, know what right. it might actually right. be like or something. Right. And Robert De Niro's like sits there and he's just like, ah, and he like, doesn't say anything for a while. And then he just goes, yeah, screw it. And he just goes. Every time. Yep. It's just like, he just like tells his whole life. Right. <laughs> in, <laughs> And Tommy Lee Jones is on the phone. We have to get out yeah, tonight. We're moving. We're we're moving. moving. Yeah. And conveniently, we're moving at just the right time. Just the right we time. didn't even know it right. and everything. And so all the stuff comes together. And then you get to the end. And I, I didn't love the end. It's a really fun ride in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And one of the things like that that's good about the movie is like with the kids. You see all this stuff with the kids and what they do at school, but it doesn't go anywhere. It, right. it never just, means it, anything. It's only establishing character. It's just it's just and a it's eating up a little fun time. trip right. and right. have some characters yeah. and actually do something with them. But it's not like, you know, that ties into something at the end. No, it doesn't. This is a movie in a in certain well, ways, that's a script that's a lot better written than a lot of the stuff that you see. Yeah. Because you know, 
nine out of ten times if there's a movie something happens in the beginning it's because you know that stuffed animal is going to turn up at the end of the right. movie or something right. and this one's like look this is just what happened the only thing that is really done is to show that later when the bad guys really come that the kids can genuinely definitely handle themselves right exactly. like it, it, i mean there are little side stories and it's a little snippet of this or that but it's only to show that they actually could if they had to defend themselves against adults right and and that's important because there's a moment of and well, there's a couple moments what's even needed. what's even better is that not because they really do anything fantastic no, not, at the end. Right. They don't, you know, it's not like... They're, they're actually in a lot of trouble. They're like little they're, kids, yeah. and it's, you know, they don't go all, you know, ninja on right, people yeah. or something like that and start taking people out, but right. they start shooting guns right. and stuff yep. like that and not running away screaming right, or whatever, right? right? Yeah, what you would expect a kid to do. Because that's another thing that you would kind of expect. You would expect, look, we've shown in the beginning that these are like hard ass kids mm -hmm. and so all of a sudden you know we'd get to the end and they'd be like meet cleaver and people apart or you <laughs> right. know god knows what they'd be doing but yeah. no in this it's just like yeah fairly realistic yeah they find a gun and right they start defending them they know which way and, it goes or, <laughs> or the, well it's right. weird though you know because so much of the film even even the violence that gets shown in the beginning or even any any part of the film previous to the last act is it's kind of darkly comedic. It's it's gallows humor, oh, yeah. it's black comedy stuff. And if it had followed that to some extent, which is sort of weird because it absolutely abandons that for everything in the in the final scenes, it's no humor. It's actually it's absolutely seriously, dangerously threatening, scary. Right. Like not scary like insidious scary, but it's it's not to be taken lightly. And in a weird way, that might have been better flipped or just consistent. Like if right. it had been some stuff, even if there had been a hint earlier that whatever dealings that Robert De Niro has as a character to get the brown water taken care of, if any of that had been less funny, maybe this would have had a little bit of an easier time going down. But it was so alien. Right. It, it felt like somebody reshot either the ending or the first hour and 40 minutes <laughs> right. because they were like, okay, it's not funny enough. Make it more funny. Or the end is too funny. Make it more serious. And no one knew where the middle was. Right. And it's really awkward. Like and it's the, actually un, it's actually just not feeling like it should be in the exact same movie at all. Right. The, the ending and you know, the ending is, the ending is kind of exactly what it is in the sense that they're right in the movie. And they said, well, we have to stop filming at some point. Right. So we have to have an end. Right. right. They just, and there's the end. Right. Yeah. And, right. and they just kind of throw it in. And it does kind of feel like you're watching this movie for the whole time. And then all of a sudden, suddenly you're like in at the end of Taken yeah. or something. Right. You're, yeah. you're in some other movie where yeah. it's more seriously action. It's more right. seriously these, uh, bad mob people that we're supposed to think are seriously bad mob people. Right. And there's a lot of weird stuff in this movie for me that I think is just odd that it is actually a Frenchman making this movie. Right. And he's got French people wondering about Goodfellas going, is that really how it is, how it yeah. is and stuff. Right. And, and yet at the same time, you've got uh, when the bad people come over, first of all, they import like a platoon worth of guns. They've right. got like more ammo than than, than they could the get in New York right. in the first place, much right. less get over here into another country. Yeah, that's a funny contract. On the train. Yeah. And then right. get and then get in the cars and they'd start pulling stuff out of the trunks of cars. Like, did they airdrop the cars with the guns already in them? Yeah. Because how did they get them off the train or right. on the train? They've got like a bazooka and it's like that yeah. is not going in your luggage rack on the train or you know I don't even know what the theory might be, but right. they pull stuff out. It's almost like a clown car, right? They pull stuff out of the trunk of this car that they won't even fit stop, in the trunk right. of the car. And everyone's got like a jillion guns. They blow up the house and the whole thing. And and then not only that, but at the same time, it's like they are so cartoonishly yeah. mob guys. It's almost like watching Dick Tracy. When they you when know, they come like, off the train and you see that two-second profile of every single one right. of them. And they just kind of look left and right and then they move off. And then the next one follows him. And you're like, yep, mobster. mobster. Right. Oh, he's, he's the one that will kill people with his hands. Right. That guy really likes a screwdriver, you know. Yeah, when I was watching that train scene, I'm like, they must just have a bad guy train in Europe, because <laughs> right. this is the only way these guys would not have their papers checked, their bags ripped open. Like, there's just a bad guy train, right? And that was that was them and, on it, and you could be on and it. it. You know, it was it was that bad, and it was funny. And what's weird <laughs> is that 
why? Yeah, they, I don't they know. didn't need to be. It it's, must be. Maybe it's a throwback. This is a weird. This is a weird moment because again, maybe that's a throwback. Like I'm really supposing here. The way that Goodfellas is like a throw out to like, okay, the American cinema. Maybe there's some French thing that we don't get. Like, because Luc Besson is French right, and it right. was set in France. Maybe, maybe it's a maybe it's a small inside joke for the French culture there. To me, to, it just looks like be, a bad guy. To training. be like crazy comedically. Right. Like, we always get bad a bad guy, guy looking, these things. Right. But to me, it was just like, where did that train like, run from? Right. Like, if you're in the mob in America, I mean, first of all, there is, uh, to a certain extent, uh, the idea that everybody actually knows who's in the mob. It's not. It's not <laughs> right. like the cops are going. Well, who are the mobs? <laughs> where are we going? I don't know. Them, right? right. They. I mean, they everybody knows. Know. Yeah. But <laughs> but at the same time, it's like every single guy is like you could just walk down the street and go him <laughs> him, him yeah right him. I mean, it, it's it's funny <laughs> enough when we see the flashbacks to like the mob barbecue and yeah. everybody just looks like like they you just would expect stepped out to, of Goodfellas right. or yeah. or some other yeah. movie like. Like there is a special store that you, you can know. only get that stuff <laughs> right. if you're in the mob, and everyone has to dress like that, and it and it's kind of goofy, but right. but the end is like such a such a weird shift, especially when you consider all the stuff at the beginning that that just happens because we want a cool, cool. character story, yeah. And we've got, you know, we've got Michelle Pfeiffer trying to deal with being in the situation she's in. Married to and, and you know what's really funny actually is all of the things you, you know you could watch this movie like a few times really and yeah. I don't say that about very many no, movies it's true. but but there are so many things going on where it's really actually saying interesting things yeah like when he's you know kind of going over his life and his memoirs when we when we look back at uh, the whole parties and various flashbacks we have of when they were in the mob. And there's one scene in there where we are focusing a lot on the mob wives, yeah. like Michelle Pfeiffer, where there's there's really kind of an interesting statement that the movie is making about becoming the culture that you're in, right. like people who aren't mob wives or mob children. And then suddenly, but but now you're now you're married to this guy who's in the mob, and this is how mob wives act. And now all of a sudden, everybody acts the same. Right. I mean, everybody right. acts like exactly you're in, the you're same. All the same. Yeah. You just it, you just adopt the culture of being at this barbecue, in this situation, and that's how that's everyone acts. Right. And and it was real. I was like, is that really happening? It was. <laughs> <laughs> there's a and even like you know the stuff at the stuff at school is a little overblown except right. that you know seeing how the kids deal with things being the kids of the dad who doesn't <laughs> like what his plumber has to say right and and in a similar way you know when he starts talking about how he you know beat the hell out of the plumber yeah. and took him to the hospital and everything and he's like well, I mean, he was trying to—he was trying to screw me over and telling right. me that I needed all these pipes when he wouldn't even say that that was really the problem, and yeah. he might replace all the pipes and it wouldn't fix it. Right. What would you do? Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like just like he just says it. Like, of course, right. Uh, right. Of course, I broke every bone yeah. in his body. Right. Is. That's how. And when he's when he's at the doctor's and the doctor's like, <laughs> I'm not sure how I've ever seen twelve fractures like right. this. He's like, well, he had a he had a heavy bag on him. He's like, that might explain too. Right. I think he had a hammer too. That. That's probably one. He's like, I don't know what to tell you, Doc. You know, he's like, I'm not a doctor. And he's just mystified. And, and you can, I mean, it's just like Robert De Niro is just like enduring him. Right. You know, because if you ask too many questions, he's like, I'm going to show you how. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, if you need to know, you like need that. to know now, this right. is how you're going to find out. But Which is exactly what he did to the point. <laughs> right, where yeah. Like, so what do you do? Let me show you. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, and it's funny. Look, I, I think in some ways, as strange as it sounds, I think, it, I, as much as Tommy Lee Jones is in it and not needed, but still strong in it, I wished he was in just a little more. Yeah. Almost like what you said about right. the budget. Like, I kind of wish they just had a little bit more money. Like, if, I just if wanted to pay enough. him for another day. Just, right, just filming, one right? day or two. <laughs> right. And and it wasn't that Michelle Pfeiffer was bad. Uh, I know you're not, like, sold on her. I didn't well, love anyway, her. But I, I thought that what she had to do was good when she did it. Yeah. The, the supermarket scene was good. And when she's looking through the binoculars of the neighbors – spying on them and she sees him bring out the plumber right, and, he, right. and she just assumes he's dead like and that she, she sells it right, she's right. like 
She has this flood of like, and then I she, and then she, she has to distract the guys. Right, yeah, she's right. standing right next she's to She's like, I, I see this thing in her face where she's like, I can't believe he did that. We haven't even unpacked yet. We're going to have to move again. Oh, my God, he's going to get caught. Like, there's a right, range right. of stuff there. But she's pretty underutilized. And yet, at the same time, is. she doesn't care. But right, right. Um, that is, for but me. But those kids are great. The kids were both great. De Niro's amazing. And, the kids were great. Uh, and Di- Diana Agron, yeah. who uh, is from Glee, yep. I think. Um, yeah, she's I from think. Glee. I'll, I mean, yeah. Um, she was really good. She was really good. She has a hard. And kid she was surprisingly good because. Yeah. Uh, when she showed up, yeah, I was kind of going, "Oh, oh right, yeah. here we go!" Right? right? Like yeah. I was not expecting her to even fit really well with the chemistry of with the rest them. of the people, right? Yep. And she was really good. And the son, and I, I don't remember his name, John he Leo, was awesome. Yeah, he was great. He, he was great the whole time. So much so, the only time if he was on screen with De Niro, it's hard to take attention from De Niro anyway. Right. But that kid, when he was on screen with anyone, I was watching him. He's yep. got good presence and good ability to get what he needs to do. And yeah, he, he was selling this role. It was awesome. In like a hundred different ways yeah. that you didn't expect him to. Anyway. Subtly, even strong arm. Yeah. In the opening stages of him getting bullied. Right. And you, you know, you almost feel like he's at like watching people play basketball at <laughs> school. Right. And pretty much, you're thinking he's like a scrawny little guy ish, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, he's he's not a great big he's guy, not imposing at all. And no. we there's no reason for him to be there. He's right. only there because this is a sports thing, and if I sit here, the bullies will They'll come find me, me yep. right? I mean, and talking to them, and as soon as he starts his whole, yeah. you know, it's like one day, it's lunch <laughs> on the first day, and he knows everything about everyone at the yeah. school, yeah. And he sold it all really, really well. Did. Like this, that character was. Anyone else would have just been reading their lines, and you're supposed to buy it. When right. he delivered he his sharp. lines, I bought it. Yeah. Like there wasn't a. I didn't have to do the work for him. He right. made it all happen, and I was like, "Man, that's a hard thing to do." And it's not right. like the kid's nine. I mean, he might be 28 playing 15. <laughs> right. But that's still hard to do. Yeah. He and he, and he really sold that. He, he was just fantastic and and de niro was good in this and i only say that because right. uh you know de niro's de niro or whatever but in the last like 18 months yeah i've liked de niro a lot more than i have like the eight years before that really he's wow yeah he's been doing a lot of stuff he where he's actually Seriously acting. Yeah. And before that, I've seen him in a lot of stuff where I feel like he's just showing up going, I'm De Niro. I'm De Niro. Right. <laughs> and, and not right. that he's bad, not that, no, no. not that he's horrible or anything, but not great yeah. and not very impressive. And yeah. in, the, in the last like 18 months to two years or whenever yeah, the been movies are, he's actually well, been, I think, back on his game. And in this – this is a little trickier thing to do than just showing up and going, I'm a mobster. Right. And I'm De Niro, so I look like I am, right. so I don't have to do anything. He's got like some he does some work. work to do, right. and he does it really well. It, it, it was interesting watching him you know, get interested in comedy and then not be able to pull out of it at all. Like right, All he right. wanted to do was be funny and do it, and everybody seemingly voraciously wanted to see him do it because he had skills at it. I mean, the guy's right. great anyway. But I kept waiting, like, around, analyze this or that, two or seven or whatever. It's like, man, I mean, I don't want to just see you in another mobster movie. And I, and I don't have to ever see you in another Scorsese film again, but I, I will. Right. But I just want to see you do some more stuff. And then it was, like, Limitless, Silver Linings Playbook. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Right. Like, now you're, like, the dad. You don't have to be the bad dad or right. the, the gangster dad. Like, you're just a like, dad. Like, I mean, in Silver amazing. Linings play, Playbook, He's he was great. sick in that film. It's so right. amazing to watch him in that film. And... Yeah, I agree. It's just it was cool. He could have just shown up and just been like, "All right, here we go." Right. I know my lines because I'm <laughs> right. in every film that this is like. And you know, there are a couple of scenes even when that surround the part where we're watching and or talking about uh, Goodfellas right. when he's at that thing where 
we're not even really paying that much attention to him, but he's kind of in the background, <laughs> yeah. and he's really, he's really good. good. Yeah. And yeah. you know, he's not even doing anything, yeah. and yet he's actually like selling what he's supposed to be selling. It's you know? funny. When he gets up to, to speak after the film, you know, the conventionally easy thing to do is to have Tommy Lee Jones just kind of subtly shake his head no, right. or even just his eyes. Tommy Lee Jones doesn't move. But he's still shaking everything, like, don't get up. Right. Don't do this. I love that moment when right. he just gets up and he's like, We're, I got like nine more hours of work tonight. Like, <laughs> you just sold right. me down right. the river. I can't well, believe I bought this. Like, you could just, at, at you the, know. once he gets up, you should see him just start texting. Yeah, just like, all right, just go, move, okay, pack so, it up. right. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're kind of running out of time. But I, actually, I did want to say, Michelle Pfeiffer, like, I really actually did not love her in this movie. There are parts where she's good. Yeah. And there are parts where I thought she's just kind of boring and not, as far as I'm concerned, doing it so much. I would have liked to yeah. see somebody else in that role. But there are a couple parts where she's where she's pretty good. And the best part for me in this movie, for her was when Benny finally gets in, <laughs> yeah. kills kills the guys and she she's got nowhere to go and she's right. just sitting there and she she just goes, "Hi Benny." Right. And yep. that scene she was good. She owned that. But there were a lot of parts where it's just even at the beginning when she's in the grocery store, I just kind of was like, "Man, eh, you're no you're a hard sell on her for some reason and I'm not a soft sell on her for some reason." But I don't know. I mean, I think there were plenty of other actresses who could have done it. I I didn't have a problem with her doing it. I didn't think she. Yeah. I know. I, you're, I you're not she was okay. She, you're not she, saying she, she wasn't did anything terrible, wrong, but, but yeah. I I just think I know she was fine. I don't know. So she was okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've got anything too no, much else to I mean, say. We but can do that. I, you know, th- there's so many surprising things about this, and yeah. I think the main thing for me is this is not anywhere near as simple as it seems. Right. Like from just do it, not let the trailer look, and and convince also, you to avoid this. Right. And I'm, we're going to run out of time. I'm not going to make this real long because we're not going to go over for this. But it it almost sounds like when you hear the the summation of it or like the quick blurb on it it almost sounds like it's a tv show like it almost could be a one hour like uh desperate housewives abc right. thing once a week right there's in a, in a way this the movie kind of feels you know it would be awesome is if they made this an hour show and Every week they were moved to a different. That's place. what I, this is what I was just gonna say. Like I could imagine them just getting someplace and maybe for two or three episodes they stay there, but somebody's right. gonna whack somebody or but all, school. But or a lot of the time it's, and it's like really one just episode about them going to the next yeah. family. And and in a way it feels to some extent sitcomish. Yeah. Until the end, which feels like a totally different thing. And see if it was but, a show, we would get to avoid the end. Right. Really, exactly. we wouldn't have to have that right. end. It it. It may sound awkward, but it's actually really fun to go see, and it's yeah, it's a good film. So, and uh, even uh, Diana Agron, it's it's funny because uh, you know just that I say that I liked her in this movie. She really was she really was good, and it was almost weird how good yeah. she was because she even has, I think. The movie's dumbest plot line. Absolutely. And absolutely. I loved almost everything that happened in the movie, except that she, like, so horribly and, you know, just kind of goofy old cliche that doesn't need to be there for any reason, has this thing where she falls for this math teacher. Yeah. And I still liked her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it, so she, that's pretty impressive. Because two, every time every time that part of the story was happening, yeah, I, I was like, like uh, I was tuned out yeah. like instantly. I dialed I like, out and then I got pulled in. I'm like, all right. Right. Yeah. And as soon as they start talking about the worst part about it is that for most of this movie, everywhere you go, you're really not sure what's gonna happen. Right. And this is a movie where Robert De Niro will every once in a while start imagining what he's going <laughs> right, to do. Yeah. And some of the time you're like, now is he imagining it? Right, or or, is he really doing or it? did yeah. he really just right. do that, right? <laughs> and there's a lot of this where you just aren't completely sure where he's going to go. Is he going to just whack the mayor of Normandy to get his water or whatever? Yeah. And in this, as soon as we meet that teacher, you know yeah. exactly what's going to happen. Yep. And it, I mean, you, you've seen the whole – all the steps already as soon as we look at him <laughs> yeah. in the cafeteria. Yeah, absolutely. And it that whole part really detracted. That was a big – 
That was the worst. that was a big stumbling block for me, right. given this even a little bit higher rating, right. even over the ending. And, and like I'll take of, the ending because we right. have to, right? We have to end somehow, but and, we don't have to have that, right? And that's know? kind of where I was at when I said I was pretty close to four, but that's one of the things that just kind of took it back a little bit. Even though she's great in it, it just was like wrong. Oh, you right. could have found something better, right? Because you got a lot of creative cylinders. We could have spun something else. Yeah, she didn't, it didn't even have to be a teacher. I like where we get in the end, actually, that yeah. she's it wants out of the family so right. bad that she's so desperate badly. for it, yep. but it didn't have to be this that teacher. Way. Right. All right, so we right. are completely out of time yeah. here, and we should let the uh, live listeners go, and I don't know that we need to extend anything. I'm pretty yeah. sure next week prisoners. we'll be uh, doing Prisoners, yep. which looks fairly interesting. I'm pretty interested in it. Um, but it's still not like a big, giant right. kind of a thing coming. Um, don't forget, now that you've made it to the uh, end of the show, don't forget that we have a giveaway going on where you could win every movie we review this year. I'm just going to say you're going to have to go to rdscreening.com and, figure it, out. and yeah, figure it out. Find one of our podcast posts, and you'll see it there yep. and find out how to do it. So uh, thanks a lot for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Please share, tell your friends, subscribe, right. whatever, all that stuff. Yeah, fine. Thanks. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.